Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, cooler heads. I don't know if that uh, do it. What's our? That's kind of what I thought of. Is it cooler heads? I, I don't remember yeah, what it was. Kinda, it like works two different ways. Like cooler yeah. heads prevail. Oh, that's a good one too. Oh, man. You like that? okay. Coming in hot. We have the- a sober Frank over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Clear minds, full hearts. Can't lose, maybe. <laughs> yep. Uh, welcome, boys. Uh, Brady, D, and Frank. The gang's all here the in gang the studio is here. today. Uh, Damn, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, I know. This is incredible. <laughs> it's well, a, it's an early Christmas miracle. I think it sounds like miracle. it's only going to last two weeks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> an early Christmas miracle. Uh, but it is good to be here with you boys. This episode, we are talking about values and busts. I particularly got excited about this episode because I feel like, um, you know, there's a lot of draft strategies you can choose and implement from. And one of them is a value-based strategy. And I think myself, along with you, Frank like to utilize that strategy oh, right value, baby. yeah so it's definitely interesting getting into some of these players and identifying the value that they could bring uh depending on what round they fall and the same with the bus so we're bringing you buses as, as well kind of overhyped players that are maybe going too early that you should probably stay away from but who knows yeah right <clears throat> there is there was a hidden episode that never saw the air i Which definitely one was uh the one we recorded and just never made it because we, we, we all it was like an hour and a half long, and we yeah. all got super fucked up. Was this from last year? Yeah, yeah it was in. Where oh, we okay, first. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like you guys hit on your values. I did not. <laughs> what was? But my... I did hit on my bust. Who was that? Cam, Cam makers. makers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and Remember I think your you, value was when you went on that rant about his Achilles when you thought it was his knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I agreed with you. I forgot time. about that, dude. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think your busty, if I remember correctly, uh, or that you got wrong, was Brandon Cooks. My That was my value. His value. Yeah, that you got wrong. Because yes. I had Brandon Cooks. So yes. fuck you, dude. I think my value <laughs> was Derek Carr. Probably. I don't remember. Ouch. Either that's way, a that's a terrible that's a pick. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible pick. <laughs> that's a miss. Yeah. Uh, anyways, guys, let's get into the episode here. Uh, but before we get into the episode... If we haven't said it already, officially, officially, football is back. Training camps are in session, in full swings. It's a very exciting time to be a football fan. And with training camps come injuries. So let's yes. talk them. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so football's back, which is great news. But yeah, kind of, you know, serious, but not so serious as well. We do have some injuries to discuss. There's some news in the NFL. We'll touch on a few of the items here. One in particular, Naheem Hines. I don't think anyone is looking at Naheem Hines as a savior in fantasy football. But he is out for the season in Buffalo. He suffered a big-time knee injury when he crashed his jet ski. Yikes. <laughs> False, bro. He didn't crash his jet ski. No? Somebody crashed the jet ski into him. Oh, oh really? Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Apparently, he was stationary, and somebody else crashed into him. Oh, my God, dude. And that's, destroyed his knee. That's terrible, man. I love me some Naheem Hines. Like I said, this is... You know, just news for news sake, I think. Um, Naheem Hines isn't going to, you know, make a dent really. Even if he was healthy, he was in a crowded backfield there in Buffalo. But what he was was a pass catcher. Pass catching back. Potentially a third potentially down role. Potentially a third down role. And if you guys remember, a couple years ago in Indy, he filled that role pretty, pretty well. I mean, he wasn't going to be someone you rolled out on a weekly basis. But if you're in bye a crunch, weeks. yeah, or bye weeks, you but- throw someone out. Like a Naheem Hines, he he's going to put he up had, some like, points. He, oh, he had he had, de- he had <clears throat> double digit catches, man. multiple splash games. So. Yeah, yeah. So it is a bit of a loss there in Buffalo for the Bills. We'll see what they decide to do. They do have Damian Harris. Maybe this increases his value. They have Latavius Murray. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Latavius Murray had a, so. a somewhat of a quiet, decent season last year in Denver. Volume, Just saying, volume wise. Yeah, volume wise. But I don't know. He was, the, he was the shiniest turd in that turd bowl. <laughs> yeah, he was, dude. <laughs> That's a great point. Anyways, big blow to the Bills. Naheem Hines out. Who did Naheem Hines get traded for? This guy that we're about to talk about. Zach Moss. Oh, hey. 
who broke his arm. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be the guy that's going to be uh, picking up the slack for Jonathan. I don't. I fucking hate my boss Taylor, but um, <laughs> which yeah, is why anymore. <laughs> which is why this is a little bit relevant because. JT's not practicing. Yep. Right. Right. He's holding out or his back's hurt or where the hell's going on. Now, Zach Moss, who was the backup, has a broken arm. So, and this, the other guy? P- this backfield is fairly wide open here. Fairly. Um, but right now, they do have the rookie listed third over, I believe, the other guy, Deion Jackson, who actually had a few splash games yes, last year as well. Decent. So, Dynasty players, check your waiver wire. Both of those guys might be sitting there. And who's the rookie over there again? Evan Hole. Evan That's Hull. right. That's right. Evan He's on Hull your team, right? On my team. Oh. Four to six weeks. Probably also with be Chase decent. Brown. Bust. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, let's go from one uh, very below average fantasy player to the next. Tim Patrick. <laughs> Tim Patrick. This is kind of sad because Tim Patrick. Yeah. This is a sad one. He emerged, what, maybe two, three years ago? Uh-huh. He was a late late round draft pick, played well for the Broncos, got a second contract, and now he's done absolutely nothing with it because he keeps getting hurt. Last uh. year he tore his ACL. He made it back on the field, and now he has a non-contact Achilles tear. Brutal. He's done for the year. Career in jeopardy because Achilles take a long time to recover from. Two years. This reminds me of the complete different sport, but the Clay Thompson situation. Remember that? He's oh, never been he the same. Absolutely, yes, like, he's never been the same. No, I'm I'm just talking in terms of like the injury part. So oh, Clay Thompson, yeah. I don't remember what whether it was Achilles or his ACL first, but they happened ACL, then Achilles. literally back to back after he got yes. healed from the other one. Yes. You remember that? Yep. This is literally what I thought of when I saw the Tim Patrick news. Terrible yeah. news. And also what makes it more sad is I was reading um, before this this news that Peyton was actually a big fan of his. And it was looking like he was going to carve out a nice little niche in the offense there. Oh, but well, not anymore. Well, we were, I think we were last week we were talking about how they had Judy and Sutton on the trade block. Right. That's how much yeah. they liked this guy. Yep. Right. Because they saw a role for him in the offense. Now he's riding the pine again. Yep. And I think this keeps Cortland Sutton relevant. Yeah. I think because so too. And I Judy. think he was on the trade block. I think he was a p- potential cap casualty. Yep. There's literally no depth behind him. They have the rookie Mims, who's coming off an injury. I think he just started camp. They actually cut uh, KJ Hamler, or they waived him because really? he's, he's got a heart condition. Oh, oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he's dealing with pericarditis, which is going to be several weeks, not several months. So maybe they pick him back up, you know, once the season gets started. So there's really nothing behind Judy and Sutton right now. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything on the uh, trade front there, or maybe um, ring someone. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, enough of the sad news. Enough of the sad news. Let's get to some exciting news. We're circling back to Buffalo, guys, and we're talking about the promising rookie Dalton Kincaid, the number one tight end taken overall in this last pass draft, right? I yep. think he was number one. Did he go before mm, Meyer? No, he did not. He didn't? Uh, did he? Oh, no, he did. I think he yeah, did. No, he yeah, yeah, yeah I think round. he did. He yeah, 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 yeah. He went first round. I think it was yeah, the first he did. one. He did. Yeah, because I remember that they jumped the Cowboys, yes. who I think the Cowboys were targeting. <laughs> Sucking right. Cowboys Chargers fans. did not take him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, guys, news out of Buffalo is saying that Dalton is impressing pretty often and frequently. He's said to be fast-tracked into a prominent role, which isn't really too surprising. I think we kind of touched base on this when we talked about him, I don't know, a few weeks ago. You know, he's the more traditional pass-catching tight end, and Dawson Knox is not. Right. So it's easy to see Dalton being able to cover himself out of role in Buffalo. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens when the, when the games get going, but he's got a ton of talent, ton of promise, and it looks like he's putting that on full display. He's one of those guys that I want to see in the preseason. Uh, the reports are, he's been a fixture with the first team and Josh Allen, which is, I like to see, and he's kind of been a good on the field, off the field guy. It sounds like he's playing that rookie role very well off the field, you know, grabbing everybody's helmets and doing all the extra shit, which is, I kind of appreciate. Definitely dude. That goes a long uh, way too with chemistry. Um, you don't see a lot of rookie tight ends emerge right away. Mm-hmm. So to hear this, it's like, okay, you know, like there's him and there's Sam Laporta. Those are the two rookie tight ends that we're actually getting hearing a lot of buzz about. So I want to see him in the preseason. I want to see how they use him. Yeah. See, he, see if he's dominating the second team. Cause I'm, I doubt Buffalo's going to bring out the starters and have Josh Allen play and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Agreed. But still nonetheless, if you're a Buffalo fan, that's 
exciting yeah. news to hear. And there's a there's a path here. I think behind Stefan Diggs, that second that second receiving option is 100%. wide open. Totally, dude. Yeah, there's nobody you know, else Gabe, there. Gabe <coughs> yeah, the guy, dude. Gabe kind of you know fumbled the bag last year, so to say, with that role. But he may be. I don't. He's not on this list, but. To me, Gabe's an interesting buy low candidate. I don't think he'll repeat his performance of what he did last year. Can only go up. But to your point, D. <laughs> can't get worse. Can't get worse. Can't get worse. But <laughs> to D's point, I think Kincaid is very talented, and I could easily see him taking over that role. Yes. <clears throat> I, I think he was our number one tight end for the rookie class, right? Yep. Easily. Um, On to the next. Back to more sad news. <laughs> Dalvin Cook to the Jets? Dalvin Cook. Question God, mark? Damn it, God please no. Just get, stay away. Get that Michael <laughs> Scott oh, meme oh, with yeah. Santa. No, no, no. Yeah, so I thought about pulling that up and playing it, but I didn't know how the copyright rights would work. Oh, so yeah, we'd yeah, get yeah. sued. Dude. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, we could throw it on our Twitter. Yeah, or, we actually, oh, yeah, we totally could. It, I just found out it's not even called Twitter anymore. It's called it's X. Called, it's called X. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now we're Xing. Now we're Xing, baby. Yeah. Anyways, we just I digress. Made, we just had all those stickers made too with the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hell yeah. We're not changing that shit. Everyone knows what Twitter is. Yeah, dude. We digress. Let's get into Dalvin. Frank. What else is there to say, dude? <laughs> Dalvin Cook's walking around the Jets practice. Like, he's unsigned, but as, as a Brees owner. Or as anybody that's interested in drafting drafting Brees in the second or third round, apparently Hard Knocks is following him around the whole oh, time fuck. too. So he's going to be on that episode. <laughs> oh dude, he's, man, he's just he's just perusing. Like, yeah. what is he's he going to he's going to fucking dude? sign there? The freaking NBA <laughs> <laughs> on that free agency tour. This this sucks, man. I mean, I don't. I think everybody at this table was kind of like assuming that Brees is going to start off slow this year, but this doesn't inspire confidence even for the end of the season, dude. No, I don't. It does not. So the word today was he's still not a lock to go there. Of course he's not. He hasn't signed yet. Right. But like the reports coming out of the Jets camp was like they weren't getting the vibes that he has any sense of urgency to join that team. Mm, very interesting. So I think he's totally just doing the freaking NBA free agency it's thing. It's either that, Just getting dude. wine, dine, 69, you know. It's just, either that. And then doesn't choose a team. <laughs> yeah. It's either that or he's just waiting till like – training camp gets halfway over so he doesn't have to report or work out this is yeah, true bro, he's pulling in odell oh yeah. yeah he's waiting for somebody to fall dude yep but please <sighs> maybe which, he just please god maybe just he leave Brees alone yeah, maybe he's got backfield alone. maybe he just doesn't want to fucking do a training camp please like he'll sign week yeah. one of the preseason bro he wants he <laughs> wants to go to miami alone, dude. dude he's just waiting for uh, one man. of those 50 running backs i to hope fall. he doesn't go to oh fall yeah yeah he's a florida boy bro he wants to get back home i'm really high on that Devin a chain down there man where'd he go to school uh so high, dude. Ole Miss. Come on, Ole bro. Miss. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dalvin went to Florida State. Oh, I thought you were talking about Devin A. Chain. Okay, well you're wrong on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Texas A and M. Texas A and M, baby. That's you know right. else went to Texas A and M? Uh, Johnny Manziel. No, uh, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, that's correct. Right. I but I was that. thinking more in terms of running backs. Mm, I went, have no idea. He went last year, bro, and he's on your team. On my dynasty team? No, on your real, on your fan team, real team, team you pull for. Oh, um, what's his name? Spiller. That's right. Yeah, there you go. I didn't nice know job, that. Bro. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, dude. Yeah. What's the word on him, by the way? He I'm sucks, getting off topic dude. a little bit here. No, but I did. He's having a nice camp. Is he? Yeah. Mm. I'm happy to hear that, dude, because I like Spiller coming out of college. Yeah. Uh, you know who else I liked coming out of college? Zeke. Yes. So did I. But. <laughs> You called that one. Yes, I yes, did. Yes, you did. Yeah, I, th- I think Zeke was the – I can't think of a back that last went higher than him. He went third, right? I think he went fourth. Or fourth? I think he went fourth. Where did, you, where did the Raiders Overall, take maybe, Jacobs? Maybe – First round, end of first round. He, that means the Raiders would have to be a good team if they took him in the end of the first. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Josh Jacobs was a late first-round draft pick. I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyways. Anyways, uh, Zeke, guys, visited the Pats. Yes. What are your guys' thoughts on that? That's an interesting one. Why, I, I don't, don't I don't like, as a Ramondre owner, I don't like first round the Patriots. Overall. Okay. Yes. Was fourth overall? 24th overall. Oh, Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. Mm. I don't like the fact that the Patriots are bringing in all these running backs. So now they brought in Zeke. Another guy we like, Apparently Ramondre. Apparently, they are scheduled to bring in Dalvin because he's on the tour. And um, <laughs> they already brought in Fournette. So they obviously don't trust the backfield behind Ramondre. Yeah. And I don't want any of these guys. Go, if I, As a Ramondre owner, I don't want any of these guys to go because to New England. Because you know what they're going to do there. They're going to snipe the fucking goal line touchdowns. Yep. This is, that's what all three of those guys do 
Or, in Fournette's case, snipe the pass catching role, and that's something Ramondre can do. Yeah. Ramondre has a three back skill set. Yeah, if, how many? If he they give like him what, that like backfield, 60, he will finish as a top year? ten back. <sighs> Sad thing is, he's he ain't getting that backfield, bro. Yeah, that so, sucks. I mean, technically, he didn't get that backfield last year, and he still finished as right. a top twelve back. That's true. So mm, he, he I don't got know. it. I mean, Damian Harris was hurt part of the year too. It's not they, like there they was gave it else to him there. come the end of the year. Yeah, but yeah, it is a blow to any Ramondre Stevenson dynasty owners, and then anyone looking to target Pat's yes. running backs at all in this upcoming redraft season. But and this is why you draft as late as you can, commissioners, because for real. You Especially want to see all the injuries and all the free agent signings happen before you do your draft. Yep. Or you draft this weekend and you draft Ramondre in your in the second or third round only to have Zeke go there the next day. Yep. That sucks. And completely snipe your team. Yep. And then also, I bet my life that we're going to be adding and talking about five to six more people on this injury list starting yes. next episode, 100%. bro. 100%. Yes. Uh, but let's get off the sad news again. And let's get into some good news for my boys here. Herbo officially extended five years, 262 mil. To the moon. He is the highest paid player in the league currently until Burrow gets extended, which we thought was going to happen, but maybe not so much anymore. <laughs> That's yet to be uh, seen. Any day now. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. More any sad day news now. coming. But as, um, you know, as a, I guess, Charger, I pull for the Chargers. But as you guys are, the fans' fans, what are your guys' honest thoughts on this extension? As a fan standpoint, I love it. I know my team's going to be in playoff contention for as long as he's on this team. And then from a dynasty standpoint, I love the fact that I know where this guy's going to be. Yep. You know, and he's still super young. He's younger than Burrow. I'm pretty sure he's younger than Hertz. Mm -hmm. He's younger than Josh Allen. He's younger than Mahomes. So from a dynasty standpoint, he's got the years ahead of him. His, His game will translate to success 10, 15 years from now which is what I love and yep. sounds like he's going to be a bolt for a really long time, which is exciting. Yeah. Like I said, for you fans. And then, yeah, also D to your point about dynasty. And I'm, I was dead serious about what I told you guys earlier. I'm not going to put on a blast for in case that league listens, but it might happen. That's unfortunate. It might happen. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. Frank, what are your thoughts, man? On Herbo. You I stoked? This was an easy move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a transcendent talent franchise quarterback you lock this guy up as quickly as possible i think the chargers were smart to do it now instead of after burrow because it's basically whoever signs first the next guy's going to one up him right so yeah 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 good move so good times ahead in la hopefully hopefully you guys I mean, finally get the together chargers, one year <laughs> yeah yes dude. you could put the all nfl team in charger jerseys and they'd lose yeah <laughs> like somehow yeah. Uh, let's bounce back to sad news again, guys. <laughs> speaking of Joe Burrow. Yeah. Speaking of Burrow. This one, this one made your butt pucker. Yeah. Because Joe Burrow pulled up in practice. He grabbed his calf. The whole NFL world just kind of stopped breathing for, for a real. second. I stopped working. <laughs> and and everyone was praying. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, I was just, you know, doing our thing and I was like, Brian texted me saying he had a quarterback for me immediately. Of dude. course he did. He's <laughs> a <Piece of> shit. <laughs> And guess what? It's Daniel Jones, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Brian's the guy, dude. Like it's like like someone like someone dies and he goes to the estate sale the next day. You Fuck. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bro. Yeah, dude. Um but not only does it go, he helps sets it up. Yes. <laughs> Prices yes, everything. Yes, dude. He's the one like, you know, whatever you need to yeah. get in the will. Yeah. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Um this guy's an opportunist. Yeah. Dude, I I the first thing I said was, Oh god, it's his Achilles. Like Same. that was the first thing I thought. That was worst case scenario. Thankfully it was just a calf strain. Uh, grade two calf strain, which is still not good. Yeah, still um, need to take. And your he's going to be sidelined for several weeks, but the reports are he should be good to go for week one. But we will not be seeing him in the preseason at all. This and guy, that's okay. This as, guy should not walk, dude. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, as a Joe Burrow dynasty owner, I'm completely fine with that. And to be fair, none of these franchise altering QBs, the Burrows, the Herbies, you know, all these guys, they should maybe get. Which they do, what, two snaps all preseason? If you're smart. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Like, those guys should not be out there, dude. One injury like this, like, thank God it wasn't an Achilles. Because, you know, that, I think the symptom D is very similar, right? It feels like you get kicked in the calf, is what, Mm -hmm. when you tear your Achilles. Not your knee. 
Yeah. The calf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if I remember correctly, I think so. Like, remember when Kevin Durant tore his Achilles? Yeah. He had a calf strain beforehand. Yeah. He so was dealing with calf problems. This is like scary. Like they mm-hmm. need to. This guy should not be walking. And I remember it clear as day. R.I.P. Mamba. But what he said is, it felt like someone kicked me in the back of the calf. Right. So, yeah, when that news broke, that was definitely scary for us, bro. Fantasy dynasty owners. But like D alluded to, it is just a calf strain. Although he will be out for a little while. Don't let this injury affect his draft status in your eyes. Definitely not. This sh- this nah. should not touch his ADP. He should be ready to go for week one. Even if he wasn't ready to go for week one or week two, I'd still be drafting him in the same spot. Yeah. And let me remind you, this is starting to become a trend for Joe Burrow because I think it was last year. He fucking gets hurt every He preseason. had appendicitis. So yeah. he missed the whole freaking and the year training before camp. That, yeah. He was recovering. And the so. year before that, it's an ACL thing. So. Yeah. Next year he's gonna break his neck and he'll be good to go. <laughs> he'll be good to go. He'll for, be fine, baby. He's gonna go for week one, dude. He doesn't he, yep. if it's practice, it's, it's practice. It's pra- we're talking yeah, about we're practice, about practice bro. It's practice. <laughs> Come on, talking about practice. Oh my god. Uh, another injury to a significant fantasy player, Frank Garrett Wilson went down with a low ankle sprain. Nothing too crazy, but it sounds like he's gonna be sidelined for a week or two. Um, and. As it stands, not in danger of missing games. So just something to keep an eye on if you already have him in Dynasty, I think. Yeah. You're just like checking your stuff like every day to yeah. see how he's doing. Other than that, like it's not a high ankle sprain. They were very clear about that. Nope. So yeah. He should be good to go. I think uh, probably just rolled it. I dude. think Coach uh, Sala said he's expects him to be back at practice this weekend. Oh yeah. And he's young, nice. dude. He's yeah. young. He's gonna bounce back quick. But like these these are things to keep an eye on. Yeah. Like you don't want to see the injuries start stacking up, you know? Or you need to keep or when guys start having reoccurring injuries, like the next person we're about to talk about, oh, <laughs> like that's kind of when the red flags start coming up. Kenneth Walker mm-hmm. and Zach Charbonnet, mm-hmm. uh, two Seattle backs, both injured. Walker a little bit more significant because it's a growing injury. And he actually oh, yeah. dealt with, I think he dealt with a hernia last year. So now that's going to be two growing injuries in two years. And Which is alarming for a back, dude. Yes, and Pete Carroll did say he feels like he's going to be out a while. Um, that's going to be per uh, NFL Network. Um, it's also worth noting that Walker, like I said, had the hernia last year. And it's really not clear if it's related or not. Um, but this is just something to keep in mind. You know, he's starting. He's kind of ha- showing he's having some issues with injuries, which I'm not a big fan of. And then the other running back, Zach Charbonnet, is dealing with a shoulder injury, and I don't really like the sound of this, but he's out indefinitely. Yeah, that's Fuck. never good. So yes, and it sounds like it was more non-contact. It's just kind of something that's that he's been dealing good. with. How does you? Um, how do you have a non-contact shoulder injury? Were you like high-fiving somebody? Have or you ever like, seen the Angels play, bro? I'll tell you. I was just <laughs> gonna. I was just gonna say this injury is starting to look like the Angels <laughs> injury list. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. Um, but so this opens the door for the other rookie they drafted, Kenny McIntosh. Oh. Who actually has had a pretty nice camp. Um, per Pete Carroll, he said he's been explosive and innovative with his running and his cuts, and he's caught the ball very well. He said he's done really, really well. Uh, McIntosh sunk all the way down to the seventh round dude, that, I'm, I'm, of the draft. Yeah, I'm not – I mean, I remember when I first saw him play, I was like, dude, this back is huge. Like, Look good, he seems to move well. Yeah. yeah, he can catch the ball, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I found it kind of surprising that he fell all the way to seventh. But, well, you know, looking here – I mean, a four six two forty time will do that. I guess. <laughs> yes, it will. Yeah. So, so right now, with those two guys out, it's pretty much DJ Dallas versus Kenny McIntosh for snaps. I yeah. just picked up Kenny McIntosh in our dynasty. Nice there man. There you go, brother. I'm surprised Brian didn't have him, dude, because pre-draft Brian was telling me he's like the best back in the draft. That's <laughs> behind Bijan. What? <laughs> Bijan, Kenny, <laughs> then me. Bijan, Bijan, yeah. Kenny. Yeah. 50 pounds of shit. Is this Monte Ball from the NBA? (laughs) Kobe, me, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I'll never forget that. That (laughs) Dude. Anyways, um, this is kind of a big one, though. This one's your boy, Frank. Yeah. Man, so. Yikes. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade? It just sounds like he's just doing like the whole, hey, go fuck yourself. I have a, I have a, qu- like, I have a question for you it guys. It seems like his boss is being a dick, dude, and he's like, get me out of here. Just, Which I guess classic, classic work drama. Yeah, the yeah. whole also the whole the whole back <laughs> classic thing, boss the whole like feud. back injury that they're trying to put him on this list. He came out and said, I've never I, had a back injury in my that. entire life. I don't know where this is coming from, but like, 
So but this it, is a full shit storm over there in Indy. Yeah. Sell your stock in Indy. Sell everything. It's like <laughs> a yeah, it's a he said, he said thing over buy there. Buy low, buy low. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean What what are you guys' thoughts on how much of a factor do you think the current running back situation in the NFL is playing into this request? So I had an interesting thought about this. Remember he was coming in and talking about um or he like before the back injury, he was he went on the pup, right? I think that was a, a the starting point of him like, oh, well, I'm going to ch- kind of partially hold out and maybe not practice because I've already expressed my desire to for a contract extension and then it's a shit. So he's like, oh, I'm still not 100% with my ankle and then, you know, found his way on the pup. So here's another thing that I'm starting to pick up. These running backs are trying to cash the bag mm-hmm. and they're also doing it while they're re- injured or recovering from these injuries. And Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys. Like, he never really looked himself. He dealt with that injury pr- almost the whole year. Yep. And it obviously lingered because he had, what, off-season surgery? He did. And he started on the pump, the pup. Yep. Right? So, it's not 100% healed. But I'm saying, healed, I think the whole uh, pup know, thing was, is a, it's all part of this drama, But bro. see, but now I, I get, I, but I <laughs> it's get It's all it. an angle, But dude. from it's an owner standpoint, I'm like, you're telling me you want me to pay you bajillions of dollars and I don't even know if you could run a 40 pe- over five seconds? That's yeah. true. I'll give you that. And that's, and and this is, and on top of this, like, Ursay, Ursay's kind of a pe- piece of shit. Yeah, yeah he's he a is, prick. Dude, yeah. yeah, he's a prick. He's got a sweet collection, though, just as a <laughs> side note. <laughs> er, yeah, he's, he's kind of a slimy owner. You know, I'm like, if you take Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck like out of the Colts, like, this guy's probably one of the worst owners in sports. But, um, so JT's one of the running backs that's vocal, vocal about getting paid. And Ursay is one of the more vocal owners in the NFL. And without just saying JT's name, he just comes out and says, like, no, nah, we're not paying backs, dude. He's like, yeah. speaking like we, the owners, like, no, we're not doing that. That's not how we roll. Yeah. And that's definitely not how the Colts roll. Like, if you look that's at their true. history, they do not pay their running backs. They let Edwin James walk. went to the Cardinals, had went a great to, second yep, part of his career. Went, career. Yep. Thank you for your service. M- time to move on. Um, yeah, that's just not how the Colts roll. I think JT felt like they were take he was taking a shot at them, which he totally was. 100%. They had a closed-door meeting or whatever, and now it, it comes out that he wants a trade. And you know what? Ursay's such a pile, dude. I guarantee he won't trade his ass. 100%. I don't think so either. There, I think JT's at real risk of just not playing. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Fuck. My so let's say if he does play, are you guys <laughs> taking a shot on him at all? Fuck no, dude. <laughs> God, there's so much shit Me here. Either. Like, I think I've yeah. dropped JT off my board 100%. If he's, he's on my dynasty team, whoa, and I just got to deal yikes. with that. If, he's, <laughs> if, if, I, if, he, if I have an early pick, like a top four pick in redraft, and he slides all the way down to the second round, maybe. I, feel like I still wouldn't take him, dude. <laughs> You're right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're all yeah, free saw with Dalvin Cook. Let's go. Yeah. I take Kenny McIntosh. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. Uh, last Kenny. bit of news here, guys, before we get into the show show. This, uh, this actually just happened. Just happened. Yeah. D just, just brought it to our attention. Bad news out of L.A. Cooper Cup. Sounds like he got hurt at practice today. There's really no details on it as of now, but that's something, something if you're, you're gonna a wake Cooper, up to. yeah, something one you're going to wake up to, and two, if you're a Cooper Dynasty owner, that's got to be pretty alarming, dude. Yep. Like, I couldn't imagine waking up to that news, sounds going like he- into the season thinking, okay, you know what? It sounds like he's healthy. He's going to be right there with JJ in terms oh, of production. It's a leg and injury. now it's gone. It's a leg injury? It's a leg injury. Cool. Any more details? Oh. Yeah. There's really not much on it other than he got hurt again. Yeah, that's rough. Fuck. What are your guys' thoughts on that? You hate to see that happen to him, man. He was. I I mean, he was going. I need to see. I don't mean to cut you guys off, but he was going. I think in mocks right now as early as five, five, six. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Second receiver off the board. That's crazy, man. And just like that, gone. So, yeah, we will keep you guys updated. Once we find out more, Again, we'll probably know more next episode Again, for sure. Draft as late as you can. Yeah, yes. draft as, as late as you late can. As late as you can. As late as you can. Yeah, which is, <laughs> I don't know why the fuck. I mean, it's a dynasty draft, but this August twelfth bullshit. Oh, our new dynasty league. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking hate that league already. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it'll be cool. Dude. No, it's gonna be sick. It's I just wish. Be super fun. I mean, I get it. I mean, time. Time's a bitch when you get older. Nobody can do anything. You have kids. Oh, fuck you. The drafts at 8 p.m. and Brady's like, perfect. Yeah, I know, dude. It was perfect for me, well, man. It's, it's on a Saturday, too, so I know. Yeah, I can hang a little bit. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's get into our Crack'em segment. D, 
You want to lead on this one, brother? Oh, yeah, dude. We're going to crack him. <laughs> <laughs> to Sean, the hitman Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who according to <laughs> ex-Bronco oh head coach God. and now New York Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> um, according to him Sean Payton broke the bro code after he absolutely torched Nathaniel Hackett and his staff for the patchwork job they did with Denver <laughs> last season <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god and this is laughing, this is dude. Peyton had an interview with the usa today and he apparently he said they can only beat the bleep out of you so much <laughs> but everybody's got a little stink on their hands it's not just quarterback russell wilson it was the poor offensive line it might have been one of the worst <laughs> coaching jobs in the history of the nfl Whoa, that's how bad it was <laughs> and you know what i agree with him dude. i agree with him that too. was a shit storm over the there it wrong but you're not supposed to sell that to the media. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just love how he immediately tried to be like, oh, I forgot. I, I'm a head coach. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Sorry, guys. Up, dude. No, dude. It's like, where's your condom? I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean Payton has to be one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Between, between the man just straight putting bounties on quarterbacks heads dude <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like how parcells used to be dude uh well he's oh, a dissect uh like, yes. disciple of parcells. He, just yes. let, he just let let you let you have it dude. Yes, you know dude. it's yeah. fucking hilarious yeah yes, I, he dude. literally is a reincarnation of bill he's parcells. like at the same time i also feel like he's just kind of one of the boys like if one of the boys yeah. made it to me, i felt like this is 100%. exactly how we talk on our podcast dude like sean yeah. you're welcome on i know you're listening you're welcome on anytime. You can yeah. come talk shit on our podcast. Yep. Yeah, and it, absolutely, and dude. he had a fucking movie made after him, dude. That's right. Do you remember that? <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin James, James played him. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go, oh. baby. Oh, man. That, so, that movie was pretty funny. So Let's crack him to Sean. This one's to you, Sean. This one's to you, brother. This one's to you, the hitman, baby. <laughs> what a Such a great name. Wow, that was probably my favorite Crockham yet, oh, dude. Well done, D. Well done, sir. Well done. Okay, boys, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We are breaking down our values and busts. I'm gonna get things rolling here with my value. Obviously, we have multiple values, but for timekeeping's sake, what do you before just for our let, yeah? Let's define value. What do you consider a value? Great question, um, Frank. Actually, I would like to hear your thoughts on this as okay. the stat guy. A value is very simple. So, like, if everybody's assumed a value, right? Any, it doesn't matter but, what. Number but make it, it say it in layman's terms for yeah, our listeners. I'm going to. We're so, too stupid, dude. You, whatever number you want to use, say you assign a number five to somebody. David Montgomery's value is five. Who cares? It's completely arbitrary. But then he performs at a level ten, for example. You drafted him late, expecting a five, but you got ten. You so thought you're getting. You, you thought you're getting a running back two. A la Josh Jacobs, and you got a top five running back. Mm-hmm. You got you thought you were getting a running back, maybe three borderline two in that situation, which I was, which I applaud, which I am going to touch on today because one of my values is exactly that. So hell yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's basically if the guy overperforms where you draft him, and beautiful. That's it. Probably most of the time they're middle middle round picks. Exactly. I think once you get past round ten, they they kind of fall more into like a sleeper category, in yeah. my opinion. So but. I actually was thinking. So like real quick side note. So I was looking at some other players not on this list. I'm like, yeah, well, technically you can draft these guys late and they can they can boom. They're, but they're yeah. more like lottery tickets. Like I thought about doing AR15 Anthony Richardson because he could provide high end quarterback value. Bro, you could put him as value, breakout, sleeper, and bust. That's what I'm, yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point, dude. That's a very you know, fair You know what point. I'm saying? So it's yeah. like those, even those late ones. You, can, I feel like you could still, you could still argue value in that sense, almost. Oh, as I long could, as they're performing better than where you're drafting. I him. could really go down a tangent on that guy, but Brady, let's get the, yeah. let's get it going. And, Here's and your let's, value, dude. Yeah, let's get it. Let's go in, but just really quickly, also, there's nothing better than hitting on a value pick. Oh, dude. there ain't nothing. Or like a it, breakout maybe. or a nothing sleeper. Like those are the best feelings in fantasy. Uh, and so, yeah, guys, to get things going, Frank actually briefly mentioned him. My value pick for this upcoming season, amongst others, but one I'll be highlighting today, is David Montgomery. David Montgomery, the running back from the former Chicago Bears, now lands in Detroit after spending four years in Chicago. He's most likely going to fill that Jamal Williams role, right? Jamal was the 13th best fantasy back of the 2022 season in PPR formats. A lot of that production came from scoring touchdowns. 
but he's machine. still touchdown machine. I think I don't have it listed here, but I think it was 17 is what he had total, um, which is yeah ridiculous. Dave, can you dude. check that? Yeah, Miami Dave, pull that up. Uh, but on top of that, guys, something I found interesting: he still over had or had over 250 attempts. So he got kind of like that bell cow workload that we want to see from our running backs. Uh, yardage was a little short for that many attempts, around 1066. Um, but Montgomery is a better back than Jamal. Yes, he is. Off the rip already. Uh, he has yet to go over 250 attempts in his season, um, however. But the closest he got was in 2020, which he had 247 to go along with 1070 yards and 8 TDs. So very similar production to what Jamal put up last year. Now he gets in a better offensive system behind a better line. Uh, that line, guys, also, by the way, I was looking into it a little more. They might be one of the best in football this upcoming season. Yep. Just a, a fun fact for you Everybody guys. loves the Lions this year. Yep. Everyone's bigger than the Lions. That's why they're going to win four games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still got golf, the baby. Lions, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, Just but, kidding. You, you know, guys, so David, he's still only 26, so he's got a couple more years left in the tank. Obviously, everyone's really high on oh, Jamari yeah. Gibbs, but I think we touched on this already. He's too small to be an every down back. Um, he's still – I I mean – I'm slowly creeping towards buying into that hype with him just for pass catching purposes. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to do much on the ground. Like I said, like I've stated with Montgomery there. Um, But if I'm targeting a running back in the later rounds and I'm looking for value, this is a guy I'm definitely going to have on my radar. He's currently going as of the time of the writing. This was maybe a week ago, late seventh, early eighth. That's probably just a little bit as of this recording. Um, but still, if you're getting a David Montgomery in the seventh or eighth round, that's great value. I think this guy is about to get unleashed a little bit because he's coming from Chicago, and Chicago's been a dumpster fire since he's been there. You know, like that offense has changed, has went through several offensive head, uh, lots of offensive coordinators, a couple head coaches. The guy is constantly learning a new zone blocking scheme every year. So, like, I'm kind of excited to see what this looks like. I think this those two running backs can coexist there. Oh yeah, definitely. They'll yes. definitely Kozik. They're yes, they're 100%. You know? They're going to do exactly what Swift so, like, and uh I, like I'm not worried that, that Gibbs is going to take away from <clears throat> from Montgomery and vice versa. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. I love this value pick and I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to start creeping up the draft boards. Yes. Yep. I, like I said, I think he already is, yes, man. Yeah, I think he already is. He's like that he's a great value pick like everywhere you look, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to a better team, better line. He's a better running back than Jamal Williams. Sure. And yes, Gibbs is there, and there's a lot of hype coming in around Gibbs. But it seems like Gibbs isn't going to be there. He's going to be used more as a gadgety, yeah, pass catcher guy. Where I almost feel like Montgomery is going to have the backfield. Did you guys hear? And this is a run first team. Yeah. Did you guys hear? Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, D, but Gibbs had his welcome to the NFL moment the other day. No. He got absolute. According to like people that were present at practice. He got absolutely lit up by a corner. So much so, the coaching staff was like legitimately concerned for him. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. Dude. Good. But I think he's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we probably would have breaking news. Right now. Yeah. Tires. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, guys, that's my value pick, David yes. Montgomery. Great call. All right. My value pick is going to be Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. To put it to you plainly, We have a guy who finished as wide receiver 11 last year, and now he's going in the 6th and 7th round. We call this the Calvin Ridley effect. (laughs) Um, So Kirk got the bag last year, $72 million. He was widely considered an overpay because he was a guy who's done next to nothing. He's been nothing more than a flex play for fantasy. But to his credit, he actually did deliver last year. And kudos to the Jags for putting him in a situation to succeed like that. Yes, yes, he was the guy. He had career highs all across the board, 84 catches, 1,100 yards, 8 TDs. He was Trevor's favorite target last year. But with the emergence of Calvin Ridley on this team, his stock has taken a big hit. Now, honestly, I think people are starting to overreact a little bit. Yes, Ridley is going to take the targets away from Kirk, and it likely takes Kirk out of wide receiver one territory, which he ended last year. But at worst, I think Kirk's going to fall to a mid-level wide receiver two with a really safe floor. And with the continued maturation of T-Law, I can see Kirk outperforming his ADP again. I think he slid a little too far. There's a lot of hype coming out of camp for Calvin Ridley. 
you know, he's already feels people are saying he already looks like the best wide receiver in that group. And there's that. Did you see that footage of him and Zay Jones running the same route? No, <laughs> I did not. Bro, it's pretty wild. Is it? So Jay, Zay Jones runs this route, you know, 100, full speed, 100 percent. Calvin Ridley runs the same exact route and it looks like he's going in fast forward. <laughs> really? It's ridiculous. Well, and I mean, really was always a bit of a burner, you know, to yeah, start. But yeah. yeah, still. But he still hasn't played in two years. That's true. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, the hype the hype train's getting crazy. I mean, I think Ridley's starting to go in the fourth or fifth round. You got you got Kirk going in the sixth to seventh round. I mean, he you, you don't just go from being that quarterback's favorite target to just fucking nothing. Yeah, I you agree, man. I, mean? I so, don't I, I don't think I think the hype train on Ridley needs to be slowed down a bit. We got to remember, like you said, he hasn't played in what, like a year and a half, two years, something like that. So that chemistry is not going to build overnight with, with Trevor. Right. 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 That chemistry, however, is already there with Kirk. With Kirk. Yep. Uh, Another cool stat about this idea. I looked into this a little bit because I also agree with you. I think that Christian Kirk is a valuable wild tap. He only had three games where his snap count was less than 85%. He's always on the so field. So he is always on that field. Love and to that, see those opportunities. That bro. usually, yep, Frank, to your point, translates to volume, and volume usually equates to good things. At least opportunities. At least opportunities. That's all you can Unless you're Kyle Pitts, then it equates to shit. Then it equates to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And I think Kirk played majority of his snaps in the slot, and Ridley plays more on the outside. Yep, he, does. he did. Yeah. So. And I look for, th- I, I, I think that's going to continue going into this upcoming season. But yeah, D, I'm with you. I think he provides a super solid floor with upside, too. I think, you know, last season, he easily had, I think, I want to say, because I have him on my dynasty, I think he had like four games of at least 20 points or more. Yeah. So he can definitely provide the big game when when called upon. But, yeah, at worst, like I said, I think he provides solid wide receiver two value. And I think Ridley, he's a risky pick. Yeah, I think so too. You're swinging for the fences if you take him. And when you see a guy like him be out of the league for so long, like it's hard to expect him to come back and just do what he did last year. But it's also a little bit more common for that guy to get injured. Yep, Yeah. 100%. I mean, camp is one thing, but once like once the bullets are flying at mid game, like and you're getting hit full speed, and you're getting fit, you're getting hit full speed, and you're running full speed, like y'all gonna put a hammy, bro. So Just if he goes down, Kirk's gonna be the guy again. Yep. Another you interesting tidbit: so Marvin Jones was there last year. He's vacating 81 targets. Okay. So I forgot Marvin Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was there and he wasn't doing shit. Like yeah. he was catching like at a 50 percent rate, but like. Trevor is going to – he spread the ball around last year. Yeah. He's going to continue to do that this year. I mean, I think that offense, anybody on that offense is like – is is worthy of, a, of taking a look at. You yeah. Know, just Agreed. based on volume. Frank, who you got, bro? My guy. Look at this guy. So, <laughs> just real quick. These two – the two that I'm going to talk about today are kind of correlated in, this, in a sense, and we're going <clears> to <throat> go over that. But my value pick is Javante Williams. So I have on other episodes have kind of talked shit on Javante Williams because I'm not high on Javante Williams coming off a knee injury, and I know every single red flag. But flip flop Frank back at it again, exactly, dude. dude. <laughs> but I love me some value, and we'll get into the other one later in the show. But Javante Williams is a bust. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in the fifth round. Your fifth kidding. round? Boo. Like, dude, we talk about this all the time. Like, yes, he's coming off the ACL and LCL tear, but where he's getting drafted, that five, six range, those are the those are the areas in which you're trying to take a chance on players that are going to win you the league. And so if Javante Williams comes out and, you know, there's a lot of what-ifs here, Sean Payton fixes the offense, Danger Russ gets fixed, the offensive line is in complete trash. That's a lot of what-ifs. Yeah, that's exactly. a lot of what-ifs. It is yeah. a lot of what-ifs, but Nathaniel Hackett's not there, so it's a different show. According yeah. to Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> so my guy's Javante Williams just from the sense that he's getting drafted in the fifth round. And it's if he hits early, he can win you a fucking league. Similar to how your boy Josh Jacobs won you a league last year. It's obviously, he wasn't coming off any injury, but I think this is a guy that you look for. I love the talent that he like has. Like the value is there if he didn't if he hits. tear his knee apart. <laughs> the value's there if he hits. Yes, if he hits, but... My concern is there's we can only think of two running backs that have hit after a knee injury. Jamal Charles. Yes. And, and Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Like nice. Nicely done, boys. Like that's legends. it, dude. Yeah. That's it. I just I when I look at this, I just think the value if he hits is so great because it can win you a ship in that position. If you already have two solid established running backs and you draft a third, 
this guy's going to end up win- and he ends up hitting he wins is, you the league. Is he really going 5 right now? Or Maybe is, a little later. 5 6. He's going around guys like Kirk, Pacheco, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson. I don't think I could go for him in 5. That's too early for me. Yeah, me too. I mean, around those guys? I ain't drafting any of those guys. I don't think Evans is going around 5, dude. Evans Mike Evans is, is going, going around. He's five. like Mm, five six like six to seven yeah that's what i thought too yeah uh i just did a mock draft today and this guy went in the same fucking round of all those other guys so Mm, interesting stupid ai dude (laughs) (laughs) no it's with real people (laughs) believe it or not even fucking worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you're you're not wrong that if he hits like yes like that's that's a league winner that's what i'm saying that's but, what a value to me is. But like, to me, like that is such like I don't know, like it just feels like he's a shot in the dark. It is 100%. strictly because of his knee injury, dude. A hundred percent. But like, in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, these are the guys that you're looking for that are that you think might be able to win you the league, like the guys that are suspended for six games, Jameson Williams. You know, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Not <laughs> either, dude. I'm just saying, like that. That's that's the type of shit that you're going to take a shot on there. Your team should already be established by then. Like your first three picks should already be a lock. Your core of your team should already be built with the fifth, sixth, seven picks. You're looking for home run hitters that might hit. Yeah, I think you're looking for upside there, but I think there's upside to be found in better players than Javante. I just think I get that. Do you, take, from, Javon, do you take Javante or you take Tyler Lockett? Yeah, I'm taking Tyler Lockett, dude. It's t- actually, interestingly enough, Tyler Lockett went right before Javante in my mock draft, and, and you I were going to take him. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to take Tyler, but you know, yeah, it's just sometimes the dice roll that way. Yeah, again, I. Th- I, th- I don't think Tyler Lockett has the upside to win you a league, for example. No. No, he doesn't. That's what no. I'm saying. Tyler and is what he is. that's what I'm is. arguing here, is the value, if yeah. Javante hits, is so that's much fair. greater than anybody else in that round. But what? But think of the other half of it, dude. If he doesn't hit. If he doesn't hit, it's a fucking fifth, sixth round pick. Who cares? I, mean, I care, that, dude. But that's, that's a solid you, that's piece. That's a starter, Yeah, that's a starter, bro. That's a solid That's a starter, dude. That's a starter, brother. By then, you should already have two running backs, two receivers, in my opinion, in your fifth. But you might have a quarterback. You might. Which is okay, so which yeah. bends. So then, if he doesn't hit, you probably have the upside of a Patrick Mahomes to cover it, right? Potentially. So, yeah. Man, I hope that guy falls to me in Dynasty, dude. It'll make my life so much easier. Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I digress. All right, guys, that covered our values again. That's just a handful of them. We definitely have a lot more we have on the back of our hand, but just a couple we wanted to highlight. Let's get to bus. I will lead things off again, boys. And my bus for the upcoming season is shut the fuck up. DJ Moore. (laughs) What's up? We have to define what a bust is. Okay, go ahead. So you define value. So also define bust. A bust in my eyes is somebody that loses your league. Oh, really? That's what I think a bust is. Someone that loses your loses your league for you. Somebody that you drafted in the first three picks and you hope to hit. Or should have just performed the way he should have, and he fucked you, and you lost your league. What happens if, like, the I first don't six I picks are busts? Because <laughs> well, that happened to me last year. I know. Yes, <laughs> we could talk about that on another day. But that's what I think a bust is. Like, if a bust of one of your integral main stack busts, that ru- you run the risk of losing your league. I think it's just so. A that's how I define. I my think player. it's just a core player that sucks, dude. Yeah, I'm with so, D. Someone that someone that you depend on to be a weekly starter. And just completely sucks. Yeah, I'm with I mean, you. I'll give you that, but I think that's why I chose the, the one. One sole player. Like, okay, so if DJ Moore busts, I think you could cover that with like with decent waiver wire pickups. If my guy busts, you're fucked. Who's your guy? Scroll down. Oh, you're talking about that guy? Yeah. Oh, I'll let you talk about that guy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying. You see what but- I'm saying? I don't they're know, both busts, dude. Bust, dude. I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they're both busts. I yeah. guess. What are we arguing? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. A brown piece yeah. of shit or a black piece yeah. of shit? Exactly. <laughs> they're both busts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shut up, dude. Let me get to my guy. Yeah. Uh, your, your bust is more prestigious. You yeah. Him in the second round. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It is. Shut the fuck up. All right, guys. Uh, yes, but my bust is DJ Moore. Guys, this isn't a knock on DJ Moore. I think he's a talented wideout, but this is just the situation he's found himself in. The Bears don't throw the ball. In fact, they were last in doing so last season. And if I had Justin Fields as my QB, I would not be throwing the ball either. One, you can't throw. And two, you're way better with your arms than you are with your leg. Right? Or the other way around. I think it's the other way around. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. The other way around. I apologize. (laughs) 
<laughs> you got me all fucking thrown off, dude, by your <laughs> shitty bust. Uh, guys, DJ's currently going drafted early in the fifth right now. To me, this feels like a reach. I'd rather take chances on someone like a TJ Hawkinson or a Chris Godwin, who are also going roughly around that same time. Um, and also are projected to be in systems that fit them. <laughs> DJ sure. Moore is not in that. Uh, if you are forced to pick a bear, and I definitely want to emphasize that, if you can avoid a bear at all costs, do it, dude, because right. those guys are shit. But if you are forced to pick a bear, I would go with Darnell Mooney. He had a down year last year, but two years ago, he finished as a top 25 wideout, and he already has that chemistry down with fields. He was injured last year. He was injured last year, mm-hmm. yeah. And towards the end of the season, he would the volume was starting to ramp up. So, yeah, he is interesting, but still, I would advise to stay away from all things Bears pass catchers, Falcons pass catchers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on. Giants but pass catchers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're just sticking with Bears for now, but that's the guy I would target. But, yeah, guys, DJ Moore, my bust. You brought up Chris Godwin, though, dude. Like, can you throw Tampa Bay pass catchers into that category? I think so, because I think, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself with someone that you'll be talking about. I think Chris Godwin fits what Tampa Bay wants to do better than what the Bears want to do with how they run. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why. But, yeah, that is an interesting point that you bring that up. But, yeah. It's a make break, make or break year for Phoenix. And you you know what I hate about – so, I'm sorry, D. I didn't mean to cut you off. But you know what I hate? Um, specifically about training camp, and we've kind of mentioned it briefly here throughout the show, is when teams will put out, oh, hey, look, here's DJ Moore running this deep route. Look how fucking good he looks, dude. How about you show how me about, the last seven how about, drop passes, How did he catch dude? that ball? Yeah, Four. how about you show me all the missed routes and drop balls, dude? How about you show me that shit? Because I know there's a shit ton of them or in Justin Chicago. Fields throwing picks. Dude. Yeah, let's dude. Let's see that. <laughs> yeah, let's see those, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Go ahead, Did dude. you see that one about Dak Prescott saying he's in midseason form? Oh, no. oh, he just I completely threw a layup. <laughs> he just gets picked <laughs> off, dude. Yeah, sounds Classic. about right. Oh man, Classic Dak. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad that DJ Moore is a bust. I mean, he's just he's just going too early for my liking, dude. Yeah, that's and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like he is he is talented. Fields has no one to throw to but him, honestly. I mean, there's there could be a situation that he just becomes hyper targeted, and yeah. just just the pure volume and targets alone keeps him aloft. I mean, I think DJ Moore is going to do what DJ Moore does, which is probably just finish as a middle of the road wide receiver too. But I'm not I'm not taking that in the fourth round, which is where he's going, dude. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't even think that man. Honestly, if fourth, that's where he's going. Yeah, he's bro. going like fourth, fifth. At the time I wrote that, I was around yeah. like early five. Um, but most of these guys are moving up. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, who the fuck I'm is not moving so, I'm down not, that DJ Moore is getting moved? I'm up not. Over? I'm not sold on DJ DJ Moore as finishing as a middle of the road wide receiver too. I I see him more as a flex, to be honest. 100. percent Like I don't. I mean, like but, I said, dude. If you have Justin Fields as your quarterback, they've shown. Okay, yes. Let's try to have Justin throw the ball more. And what happens, dude? Picks. Picks, dude. It's shit. Sacks. And then they revert back to their old ways. Let's get Justin to get some room to operate in space so he can use his legs. And don't forget, they upgraded the line massively this offseason. You do that for one reason, dude, usually. To practice quarterback either one way or another. Did you hear about that lineman they drafted? No. Did he get hurt already? No. It was oh, kind of, no, God. it was actually the opposite. What happened? So Is he looking good? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, the, he ended up with the wrong offseason, like, training conditioning program so now he's just super jacked so he ended up with the wide receiver conditioning program <laughs> no way so no. like there's all these like ser- series of expectations like hey you need to run this fast and do that like move this fast like all this stuff so he trained for that so when he showed up to <laughs> camp he crushed the lineman oh conditioning God, program bro. because he was doing the wide receiver one the whole time dude, that's hilarious who dude. obviously need to be faster and more agile and yeah stuff. but to his credit it he, worked. It worked, <laughs> and he got himself in shape to do that, which he did. Good for him. And now dude. he's crushing it. Good oh, for him. Good for him. Maybe good they should him. just start handing that to all of the yeah. linemen, dude. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not to get sidetracked. But no, you're good. You're good. Let's just. I mean, yes, I know we don't love Fields as a thrower of the ball, but let's like, can we even name who DJ, who DJ Moore's quarterbacks were the last few years? Yeah, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, or fucking Justin Fields, dude. Ooh, I don't Sam know. Darnold or Justin Fields or fucking Baker Mayfield. 
Baker. <laughs> just kidding, but like that's what I'm saying. Justin Fields or PJ Walker. Ugh. Justin Fields or the relic of Cam Newton. Like this yeah. guy's had fucking nobody throwing him the ball his whole fucking life. And he's been able to produce with nothing. That's a fair point. You can make an argument. This kid probably has the strongest arm he's ever had throw to him. Minus like the end of the road Cam Newton who had a cannon. He just couldn't hit the ball or he couldn't hit a receiver just like Justin Fields. Yeah, that's a fair you know? point. So it's like but- it's like he's already had nothing. He's already had shitty quarterbacks throwing him his whole life. Like he's already had nothing. He's already yeah. had yeah. nothing, dude. Like yeah. so, it's like it's, me, it's an expectation. I, he's going to continue to do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> which will translate to wide receiver too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. But I think um, again, I think it's just more about the situation he landed in. You know, the Bears historically love to run the ball, whether it's with their running back or their QB. So, yes, while Fields may be more inclined to pass in the ball, I still think. That's a run first team, and they're still going to find ways to utilize Justin with his legs. Yeah, I'm just playing I, I, devil's. I'm just no, playing no, no, no. Yeah, I hear you, bro. I hear you. I hear you. And you make valid points, dude. So, but yeah, DJ Moore, my bust, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's get to yours. Okay, uh, my bust, Mike Evans. I don't have much to say. Just replace the DJ <laughs> Moore it. bit and replace <laughs> the quarterback with Hollywood Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> next. <laughs> Thank you. Next, dude. Yeah. Um, but all honesty, Mike. Uh, this is kind of hard because Mike has been the model of consistency his whole career. Eight straight seasons of a thousand yard seasons, dude. Perennial wide receiver one. I think the cliff is here for the big man. I think Baker's gonna push him off that cliff. <laughs> Throw him off that <laughs> fucking cliff, dude. <laughs> now let's be clear. Like Mike is going into his age thirty season. Uh last season he already started to show some of that decline. I think some of that was Tom Brady, but some of that was him as well, dude. He had nagging injuries. He wasn't winning those contested catches like he normally does. He was fucking brutal for your fantasy team down the stretch brutal dude trust me i know i owned him (laughs) from week 9 to 16 his best wide receiver finish was wide receiver in 29 and even that was a very rare occurrence wide receiver 70 wide receiver 50 wide receiver 55 the man became unplayable to the point where he was on people's benches Respect. for the championship game where he went absolutely fucking nuclear and scored like 50 goddamn points, dude. <laughs> it was rid- He Hell had like yeah. 200 yards and three touchdowns and like 15 catches. It was ridiculous, dude. He pretty much took a season's worth of production and put it into one goddamn game, and he almost made me lose one of my championships. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Yeah. I was up like 100 points. I'm like, where the fuck is all these points coming oh. from? <laughs> um, okay, sorry. I digress. The Bucks project to be a really bad team with a very lackluster offense. Mayfield or Trask is going to be throwing him the ball. Trask has never had a shot, and Mayfield is just hot trash, dude. <laughs> it's Baker Mayfield, baby. The dude. So Hollywood. Here's get a it fun right. fact about right. Baker: the dude has thrown one or less touchdowns in 18 out of the last 26 games he's played. How does that guy have a job? Wow, dude, that's that's yes. a good nugget. Mike there. wins in fantasy because of his touchdowns. Right? And he also wins down the field. He wins in the red zone. He's not the in-between-the-20s kind of guy. That role falls to Godwin, who, like you kind of mentioned, Brady, has a better chance of success than Evans this year in this offense. And although I do feel like his ADP has been properly adjusted for the decline this year, I mean, to me, he's a bust because I'm just not going to touch him with a 10-foot pole. You're not going to see him on any of my teams. I think... He's gonna be. I think he's gonna start to creep into Julio Jones, AJ Green territory, where he's just you just can't touch him, dude. And I think people are gonna see the name and think they can get a top receiver in the middle rounds. Like, oh look it, I got Mike Evans sliding to me. No, he's he's fallen this far because he's gonna be hot garbage this year. Um, so just don't do it, folks. I think he's gonna disappoint you. I think his best days are behind him. Go draft Lockett. Go draft Kirk. Go draft Hollywood Brown. Go draft Mike Williams. Those are all guys going in his territory. So. Yeah, I'm taking all those guys you just listed above Mike Evans. Yep. It's kind of a it's kind of a it's always sad to see a great wide receiver start to kind of lose lose their luster, you know. This is it. Yep. Yeah, and that's definitely what's happened with uh Evans, I think. I think that comp to uh the AJ Julio thing was perfect, bro. That uh, that's definitely this trage- trajectory right now. Kinda which is a bummer. Build to the bigger wide receiver. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, those aren't in season or in the league that much anymore, bro. It's weird. It's tough, man. It is tough. Uh, what do you think, Frank? 
got nothing, man. Like, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, you saw what Mike Evans was last year in a struggling offense and with his nagging injuries, and I don't think that situation has gotten any better. You know so where Mike Evans went to school? Dude? Texas and A&M. Did you, that's because you pulled it up. No, I know that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have Do just you? said it right off of my head like that. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> Let me see your webpage. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. <laughs> Whoa, porn? No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, man. All right, man. Oh, Last guy. Yes. Yeah. Here's Frank's prestigious bust. <laughs> this is, Ooh, the this fancier is, so bust. Like, I get why you guys chose those guys, but like... With, I think it's because it's important because we stress it. We stress it on the show so often that like if you miss on your first three picks, you're fucked. You cannot miss on your first three picks. This guy is going in the second round. Brees Hall. Stay away from him. This is my bust. He's coming off an ACL injury. Unlike Javante Williams, that's why I chose these two players. Two very two players coming both coming off of injuries, and I would say somewhat similar roles. Like obviously Brees was the diamond from last year, but. He's getting drafted in the second round. Javante's getting drafted in the fifth and sixth round. That's why I have him as a value. You draft Brees Hall. He comes out and he's J.K. Dobbins. You cannot mask this deficiency because you drafted him probably as your RB1 or RB2. And chances are your team is torpedoed on draft day if Brees Hall does not produce. Unlike Javante Williams, who I think you can mask because you probably have already built a strong team. That's what a bust is to me here. Brees Hall, my bust. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong with that, you know. Just don't don't take this guy with one leg. Take the other guy with one leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five rounds later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Dalvin walking around there. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, whether it's Brees or Javante, like, I don't like guys coming off ACL injuries. And as much as I love the talent that Brees has, like, you are right. I'm not going to use one of my top three picks yeah. on a massive what if. Right. Like I tend to play it safe with those picks. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I tend to play it safe in general, but especially running backs coming off knee injuries. I mean shit, when Brees got hurt, I half heartedly joked about shipping him out in my dynasty league, dude. You put him on the block. I I kinda did. No, dude. like you, you put him on the trade block and I was like, Oh, look at that. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh you know, it is a huge gamble, Frank, like you said, to take this guy hoping he's you know, if you're drafting him in round two maybe for some people that's your rb1 yeah that's a dude you better he better hit bro that's what i'm saying yeah he better hit but you can't fucking <clears throat> figure that out <laughs> yeah man but also to d's point you know as a Brees owner and as someone who watched him break out last year the talent dude is just phenomenal bro it is it, it's insane dude like I, I had I unfortunately had to watch so many shitty zach wilson jets games dude <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> But damn, man, did Brees look good. He has the talent of a three-down back. He can do it all. I hope for my sake and all Brees Hall dynasty owners' sake and those that may be targeting him in redraft this upcoming season that he is healthy at some point. He is good to go. But the red flags are definitely there. And gun to my head, I'm definitely passing them on him so like you guys. So how far does he have to fall? <sighs> I don't think I can take him in the first. Well, here's the thing, personally. dude. We we know we know he's not gonna fall, right? Like he's somebody's not, gonna draft him. Somebody's gonna someone's gonna him. take him in, and in I'm round saying, two. For our listeners, let somebody else do it. Yeah, yeah. And let I think somebody else ride the Brees Hall roller but coaster. But like gun to your head, like how far does he have to fall before you finally pull pass the, the third? Pass the uh, third. It de- fourth. It de- it's it's depending. Fourth. I mean, I think a lot of that has is so depending on what, what you've already done, right? So like if. If he yeah, if he falls to like late third, early fourth, and I absolutely need a running back, dude, but my wide receivers are stacked, then that's something that may be tempting. So I think Brees Hall finishes outside the top twelve right now. If Dalvin Cook signs there, yeah, so does ATC, the rest of us on our RV rankings. Go check it out, everyone. Right. But if Dalvin Cook signs there, he's probably closer to like outside of top fifteen for me. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. So yeah. There's just like a huge like you're gonna you're gonna burn a second round pick on a dude that ends up as this 18th best running back in fantasy like I don't fucking think so. Yeah, dude, that's. Yeah. It is a little concerning too that he had a cleaner tear than Javante, and he's taken longer to come back. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good point. You know, which yeah. it is it isn't the worst thing in the world. Some people just heal faster. Javante might be one of those people. Did Brees and Javante get hurt the same week? Javante got hurt week four, mm, and Brees got hurt week, week seven. A little later. Okay. Six a little later. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's maybe he's just catching up. Yeah. Maybe. 
but is it, it is an interesting note, dude. That's I yeah. like that. Uh, okay. I mean, I yeah, I'm not really touching Brees. He's not really not on my radar this year for redraft. But I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world for him this season. Like, I do think no. he's a great second no. half candidate. So I mean, I personally a strategy of mine probably coming into this year is if he is playing and he's looking okay, not entirely himself. You know, and he's going to be starting off slow. Like, I would probably try and buy him in the second half. Okay. Because I think as the season goes on, he's going to get healthier. And Cause if, the, if the Jets are going to be in the playoff race, they're going to lean on their best horses. And that guy's one of their best horses. Without so, a doubt. Yeah. We were trying to reason it a couple episodes ago. Like, how would it? How would our team have to stack up in order for us to draft Brees Hall in the second or the third round? And we couldn't find a combination that actually fit. Yeah. That's what's concerning to me. So, like, this guy's like, there's just that's, that tells me that like, take, we're dude. scared as shit of this guy torpedo. Tony a Pollard, team. Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, you know Josh yeah. Jacobs, depending on your format. Like that sounds so wild, dude. Saying it out loud that I would take Tony Pollard over Brees Hall, but I probably would. That sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's just the situation that Brees is in. Those knee injuries are no jokes. We've outlined that multiple times. Yep. yep. But Frank's still going to take Javante <laughs> in the yeah. sixth round, baby. Yeah, dude. All right, boys. Are we For done value, here? Because I love value, dude. <laughs> Who doesn't, brother? All right. I think we're wrapped, yeah? Cool beans. What are we doing next weekend? Next week. All right, boys. Uh, you know, that's know a great yet? question. I don't know. I think it's a mock special. I think we're mocking. Yeah, I think we're mocking. That oh, should be good. Sick, dude. All That'll right. be fun. I think that's perfect for the time of season we're in. All right. Yep. All right. That was another episode of ATC. Thank you guys for joining. We will catch you guys next week. Yes. And if you guys like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating Yep. on wherever you're listening. Leave a nice review. Way to promote, D. It is football season now, so people are going to finally start listening to some of these things. Yep. So. Share it to your family. Share it to your friends. Yep. Even if you listen hide your to kids, hide your wives. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you oh. only listen to the podcast for a minute or two, it still helps us out tremendously. Yes. So help us get that exposure. Yep. So like and subscribe is like that's D said. Share it out loud to everyone yep. you know. We're on Instagram. We're on X. Is that We're on D- X, is that baby. DS, is, that, uh, is X is uh is that DMX's like social media platform? X? Dude, you know what I hate about that? <laughs> you know what I hate about that so far? What? So when I'm on there. Like, I'm so used to clicking out of things with the X button. Uh-huh. I'll go to click on the X button, and oh. it's just the logo, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nothing happens. Uh, but we're getting out of, off, off topic here, guys. Anyways, thank you guys for listening and joining. We will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.